in the morning, you hear, maybe you, as you wake up, Martha Zen going around, getting ready to head out. And he'll welcome you as you wake up. And like, ah, friends, I was just heading out to head towards the pavilion. Are you all ready? I'm so excited. The halflings have all been up for an hour already doing various preparations and uh, the rest of the cat folk uh, wake up whenever and we're all good to go. All right. Anything specific from uh, the rest of you? Um, I'll, I'll be a late riser, but just, you know, get up, throw my uh, armor on and all right, guess it's time to go kick some ass. Yeah, probably the very similar to what what they were saying or that what, um, God, I keep wanting to say Sidriel. I know that's wrong. Blue scale. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Um, what blue scale saying is I probably stayed up way too late and uh, slept in a pile of trash outside, but wake up early, come downstairs, and this is probably the only time you've ever seen him wearing arms, and he, he has a nice-looking sword and a nice-looking crossbow and a rod in a sheath. Uh, equipped with a bandolier and two rods or two wands on him which he never wears except if he's going to fight right on yeah this morning Rakurai's wife helps him she uh, similar to Chung Po's body wrap uh, she wraps him up in a full body wrap underneath his armor and his cloak and uh, he is ready for battle. Excellent. Yep, Marthazan, maybe him and the halflings made some breakfast. It's ready for you guys. Quick bite, and we're out the door. He seems to be very chipper. He's smiling. He's, like, happy to be here. He's like, I'm so excited to see the bouts. Uh, I trust you will all do wondrously. You follow a large crowd of people. There are lines of people heading down this small dirt road along the coastline of Zhilin Bay. You pass by what Martha Zan will tell you is, is called the Shade Wood, a large, dark-looking forest to the east. You see a magnificent mountain range with a massive volcano in the center of it, in the center of the island, off in the distance. And about an hour goes by of traveling before you in this long line of people reach the Grand Pavilion. Grand Pavilion is this magnificent structure. There's low partition walls of whitewashed brick topped with curved black clay tiles encircling this arena. Within the walls, you see towering bamboo scaffolds displaying great banners and flags of bright red and gold silk uh, with different symbols, some of them from Abadar, uh, some of them different Tianjia clans. Martha Zan tells you, yes, all the official tournament fights are held here in the Grand Pavilion. Sometimes the fighting stage is changed uh, depending on the bout or the test of skill, uh, but all the official matches will take place here. And uh, you see this large arena with all these bleachers around it made of bamboo there is a what Martha Zen will explain is a permanent force shield surrounding the competition area to prevent spells and stray objects from flying off into the audience 
says, yeah, there's only two openings in the force shield, one on either side for the competitors to enter through. And he'll point out, like, there's little areas there near the entrances where the teams can prepare before their bouts. Looking here at this grand pavilion, um, the force shield, is that this uh, rectangle or is that, like, the big oval? Yeah, the rectangle is, like, the fighting area. Uh, but the oval around is where the force shield is, I believe. So, for our listeners, we've got this big oval with, like, stuff inside of it. Um, some little towers, perhaps? Little wooden bullshit towers? And then, like, a nice big stone tower, possibly. And they're all circling around this big rectangular area. So, yeah. Within the arena, uh, the center of the arena serves as the 40-foot by 80-foot fighting stage. And around the stage's perimeter stand six wooden scaffolds uh, used uh, to erect and operate different fighting stages. Uh, As Martha Zan told you, in between matches, they'll come in and build things and change the stage to fit the different uh, matches. Um, The... Wall of Force uh, surrounds, yes, this 40 by 80 foot fighting stage. Uh, To the north, also in the giant oval of the arena, is this 15 foot tall stone pyramid. Uh, It has stairs at either side of a central channel cut down the face of it that empties in a deep trough of water. Um, Martha Zan tells you, Yes, this is for certain matches uh, require sort of hydraulic power. And so using the water from these channels can create flowing water in the fighting stage if needed. You see on the western end there is a spectator's entrance where people are just lining up. Big fat crowds uh, coming in and taking seats. Uh, You see a few of the Teams. You see the female dwarf team, the team of monks, the team that was sizing you up on the boat. Martha Zan tells you, I must go convene with Sifu Nuo. I will be sitting with him. But all the teams are to meet in the arena to be given the rules and to sign their contracts. Uh, please, and he points you towards the competitor's entrance where you're at on the map here. I, I have a name for our group unless anyone else has something better I propose that we call ourselves the grappled caster I approve (laughs) what could be more divine than that name yep why the hell not you get bear steer into it (laughs) yeah so he uh, points you towards the entrance and he's like you should be able to sign up in there I must go find my seat with the emissary. Good luck. May the gods be on your side. And he runs off. As you're approaching the pavilion, you see there's lots of other, like, tents and small arenas and little fighting rings and vendors and stuff all on the outside of the pavilion and uh, just people crowding around different areas. And as you come up, there is a sort of sign-up desk awaiting teams to sign up for. Yeah, we approached that. Let's sign up. Yep, there, there's a young man there, a young monk, and he's like, 
But yes, hello, welcome. Uh, before you allowed entrance into the Grand Pavilion, you must sign your entrance contract before an cleric here, and there's an cleric of Abadar next to him. Here, just put all of your names, your team name, and then sign your names to show that you have agreed to the rules of the competition. Uh, you look, the rules are commands of the emissary and his agents are to be obeyed at all times and the emissary's word is final none shall take violent action against the emissary or his agents no contestant may leave Jilan Island until the conclusion of the tournament for any reason once a round has begun no contestant may receive any aid be it magical or mundane from anyone not participating in the round as a contestant should any contestant yield to a foe and forfeit the battle, failure of other contestants to honor that forfeit will result in immediate disqualification. No contestant shall loot the body of a fallen foe, and all contestants agree that there shall be no ties, only one team may be named champions. And those are the only rules. What can... can we borrow someone's weapon once they fall if we give it back at the end of the fight? I wouldn't see why that's a big problem, but uh, probably. <laughs> they start whispering to each other, and it's like, um, I suppose there's nothing in the rule books that say anything about borrowing. Okay. Secondly, can a dog play basketball? <laughs> Fuck, you got me. That was my reference. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in the rule books that say a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> now that is something I'd love to see. And what is your team name? The Grappled Caster. We are the Grappled Casters. No, singular. Oh, <laughs> I am the Grappled Caster. Well, we are <laughs> the Grappled Caster. I thought you meant singular. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to be okay? Probably not. I, I think Rakurai just has trouble with singular versus plural. It's all fine. We are speaking in my native language. You are the ones with trouble. My <laughs> native language, too, you racist. <laughs> um, but you signed the contract, I imagine? Yeah. Yes. And they show you into the arena. The four of you. I imagine Rick and Maru, what the hell's your name? Me? Rick and Maru. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Rick and Maru. My name is Rick and Morty. Rockerai? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Rockerai. I imagine your family your family is taking places up in the bleachers. They're like excited, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cheering you on as you come Good. out. Rick and Maru. Oh, I should have asked this earlier. Um, is there any kind of immunity for anyone who may have be like wanted for crimes in this general region while they're at the tournament? There was nothing specified about that. Okay, then on the thing, I write down Quan as my name. Okay. And they bring you into the arena. Um, there are several other teams there of varying races and sizes and classes. And as you're all standing there, kind of waiting the emissary at a certain point these horns blow burr, 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 and 
the curtains from this raised area at the southern end of the arena open and you see the Oni that you noticed in the Noodle House last night. You see Marthazan, both standing on either side of an old Tianjin man with a resplendent orange robes and a large pointy orange hat and long white hair and a white goatee. A hush falls upon the crowd, who are just eager and excited. And after the curtains reveal the emissary, he is surrounded by a dozen motionless, statuesque monks uh, standing behind him in a line. He comes out to the crowd and addresses everyone, his voice booming unnaturally so that everyone can hear him easily. He says, I am Sifu Jeanneau, emissary of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament and guardian of the legacy of Hao Jin, the once immortal sorceress, in whose name you are gathered here to battle. To honor the Grand Master's legacy, I stand before you to carry out her final will. The 31st Decennial Ruby Phoenix Tournament, and the crowd goes wild. Without further delay, we begin our first round of contest. May the worthiest win, and the crowd goes crazy again as the teams scatter and leave the arena. You see several monks come up to you, your team, and they inform you that you are to be participating in the opening match. Hell yeah. You see the group of monks, including Chung Po, also approached by a group of monks, and they stay on the arena as well. Did they happen to get in into, into any wine last night? Uh-oh. <laughs> um, why don't you roll me a luck roll? I think you did instruct them to save it for their victory or something. No, I said drink this when you get back to your house tonight. Or when you get back to where you're staying oh, tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh. Have fun. Thanks. It's nice. <laughs> Roll me a D100 while you look up the effects of that. It's an 18. Hey, low okay. is good. Is Low is not good for you. <laughs> low is good for the monks. <laughs> Uh, D20 system, you want to roll there you by? go. That's no, what, how, we, how we normally do it. D20 system, you roll D20s. <laughs> Correct. Um, so D100 system, low is good. <laughs> Correct. Uh, this is a D20 system, though, and as we play it in our campaign even, 51 and up is a good luck roll. Well, I should feel like I should roll one for each of them. Okay, I'll allow it. Give me three more. 74. That was Chung Po. 81. 75. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Holy okay. shit. Wow. Uh, give me your perception check. Uh, 10 plus... That's a 20 perception. Yeah, you notice there is one monk who is standing with this large polearm, uh, this monk's spade, and he is like leaning on it 
it doesn't exactly look at 100%. So last night, he got 1d8 temporary hit points and got a plus 2 alchemical bonus on fortitude saves and felt a little fatigued after drinking the wine. Uh, he then took 1d4 of calm damage and 1d4 of wisdom damage. Okay, roll 2d4 for me. Con first. Okay. Four points of constitution damage. Nailed it. And four points of wisdom damage. Oh my god. Dastardly. <laughs> when <laughs> he rolling rocks, baby. Now when he slept, he'll heal one of each of those. So he'll only be down three. He also needs to make a DC 20 fortitude save to avoid becoming majorly addicted to opium. <laughs> and he's got a minus two to that? Um, yep. It's whatever his, his save is now with the con damage. Last night he had a plus two bonus to it. Alright, DC 20? Yeah, DC 20. Alright. That is a snatty 17. Okay, yeah, no, he's good. Okay, so he is not addicted to opium. But he feels <laughs> really shitty. Uh, yeah. You see him, he's kind of leaning on his polearm, and the other guys are like, what the fuck was he doing? I'm talking to him, trying to... He just looks hungover. Holy Desna. Did, did I detect... Did I cast <laughs> Detect Evil on Blue Scale? Because I should. You, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Maybe pushing drugs on helpless monks is evil? I think so. <laughs> they didn't get addicted. He's fine. They're, they're grown men. They're legendary fighters. They can. They should be able to handle it. Like, I didn't, I didn't pour it down his mouth. <laughs> Sifu Jonuo addresses the crowd. Today's opening bout will be... What'd you say it was? <laughs> the, the, the grappled caster. No, 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 just, no caster. No S. <laughs> just caster. No S. <laughs> a, a monk comes and whispers to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> the grappled caster. Are they? Are they referring to me? Ogre, you asshole. <laughs> There's four of them, though, right? <laughs> Versus the monkey boys. Oh. <laughs> At least we're not named <laughs> that. <laughs> it could have been worse, but right. And across from you, you see you see Chung Po there, re- like getting his fists ready. You see a monk with a sword, a rather impressive-looking sword. The one monk with a pole arm, the monk's spade. It's got like a flat bladed edge on one side and a crescent blade on the other. And one monk holding what's called a meteor hammer, uh, which is essentially two spiked balls on the end, on each end of a long chain. Do we have a quick second to, like, team huddle or something? Yeah, we get, like, a minute, I think, to cast spells. Oh, yeah. I doubt it. The GM didn't say yes. John, do we have time? Oh, I thought he, when he gave us the rules ahead of time, he said we got a minute. Oh, oh we uh, do? Before each bout to cast spells and prep. Sorry, I missed that. But is this, are they like stretching and shit? <laughs> yeah, so so we'll say you have exactly one minute to prepare. Right. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so you have Six ten rounds of actions. Well, I know that I'm new to the party, but um, maybe this will help. And he will cast uh, Stone Skin Communal on everybody. He'll pull out a bag of diamond dust and snort half of that bag and then blow the rest of it on, on the rest of you guys as a uh, shadowy essence fills the area 
and you all gain a hundred points of stone skin. DR10 adamantine, and it goes for a hundred points. Nice. If you're not going to resist it. I'm, I'm not going to resist it, but um, I, I need to write this stuff down. I'm going to put this into the Roll20 chat. All right, well, um, thank you for that. And in return, Brother Nutmeg here will cast Bless on all of us. And Bless is plus one to attack rolls and saving throws versus fear. How long does that last? Like minutes per level, um, right? Yes, so that'll be eight minutes. Yeah, stone skin is 10 minutes per level. So for the next 100 minutes, your skin has this sort of crackled effect. I'm not sure how that works with fur, but feel free to explain. Sure, uh, yeah, my sto- my skin is stone, but my fur is fur. How about that? No, fair <laughs> enough for me, I'm just telling you. Oh yeah. Well, uh, John, I gotta make a use magic device check to use one of these wands, so let me throw that out. Okay. That is a 28 to cast a spell that would be a DC 20, so, for wand. So, that's my uh, wand of bark skin. All right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam a potion of mage armor real quick. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> well, that's two rounds worth. Do you guys have anything else you want to do or cast? Yeah, I'm put, mo- most mine are personal, so I'm just writing them all down real quick. Um, I'm going to use a rod of extend magic for three spells that are going to be shield, displacement, and haste. <laughs> and we'll, we'll all get haste. Oh, nice. God, I'm I was going to cast haste. For these <laughs> I was going to cast haste later, but if you want to do that there, I was going to quicken metamagic meta rod of haste. But yeah, and I specifically cast haste as the last thing that I cast. Right on. So that way it's it's getting the maximum duration because it's measured in rounds. So it'll be 20 rounds of haste. Okay. Wow, so I have haste. I'm counting on you guys to keep track of your bullshit because i got a lot to keep track of. All right, haste for everyone. Thank you. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be minimalist for this first one. Um, I'll just I'll, I uh, cast Longstrider on myself, or or I'm sorry, Nutmeg cast Longstrider on himself because he's got those little legs and he's got that heavy armor. But speed uh, haste will be great, so I'm I'm just gonna call it there. Yeah, he does. That's enough for this one. Hey boys, I just want to say player characters. Uh, cheers. Okay, I'm doing it. This Hell is yeah. fun. I love this shit. This is going to be great. We're really going to see if we can actually play these characters as a team versus like individuals. Um, yeah. Don't don't cheers the GM or anything. It's cool. No, fuck you, bro. <laughs> Just until we're out of this session. All right. You're all them four monks, and and for John for putting on a great. That was the one for the house. You know, he cheers everybody, and then you get one for the house. There That's you for you, bud. Fuck yeah. Because you're about to have to deal with hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, I'm so terrified for these monks. Okay, here's my list of spells coming up. Oh, good god. (laughs) You look over at them, and they're just like doing dump jumping jacks and stretching. Calisthenics. (laughs) Like, maybe one of them drinks a potion. They're trying to like shake their friend out of his opium hangover. Oh, he's gonna have a lot worse time than that. And as the minute comes to an end, there's the horns blow 
and we get ready to fight. Why don't we roll for initiative? Okay. For round one. Hey, yeah, let's do of this. The Ruby Phoenix Tournament. The Oof. 31 decennial Ruby Phoenix Tournament. I thought that was a two. It's actually a seven because my dice is upside down. All right, it's a 15 for me. 22 for me. Oof. Oh, I just, I, I don't think I, for the listeners at home, uh, Blue Scale cast Unseen Servant, Gorm's Armor, Bark Skin, Shield, Haste, Displacement, Expeditious <laughs> Retreat, Mirror Image, and Greater Invisibility. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh, <laughs> so you just disappear. Invisibility, that yeah. would be as soon as the horn Really great ring. for the entertainment of the crowd. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, yeah, they're not going to see me for the next 20 rounds. Rakurai rolled oh a 17 God. for initiative, and Nutmeg rolled a 3. Ouch. He's so tiny. Oh, you got a plus two to initiative? Holy shit. Natural one? Yep. <laughs> Natural one for a three. Oof. All right. Initiatives are rolled. The horns blow. The crowd goes wild as Blue Scale disappears. And it is his turn to start off round one. Okay. Uh, swift action. I activate arcane accuracy. Spend the extra point to make it last for a minute. That gives me a plus oh four god. on attack rolls. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm a lot of battlefield control. I guess we should have talked about this like before. <laughs> I think it's better that we did with. <laughs> okay. Expeditious retreat. I'm gonna move. Uh, I have 60 foot move speed, so I move up 60 and just off to the side, just slightly. This is Chun Po in the front, right? No. Chun Po is up there in the back there. Okay, well, I'm just going to go for the guy in front here. Okay. Um, so once I move, I am then going to use an action to cast Shocking Grasp. Um, I'm going to cast it defensively. Even though they can't see okay. me, I still want to be in defense mode. Um, so I'm doing like a crane style fighting, like casting defensively. All the way across the battlefield, leaving his team and going right up to the four monks on the complete other side of the battlefield. Yep. Invisibly. Invisibly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. None of us can see him. I can't. At and least. you cast Shocking Grass. Yes. And then as a Magus, I'm going to use my weapon to deliver that attack. Yes, you are. Okay. All right. So Woo. 13 plus 23 is a 36 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's gonna hit. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, so that is gonna be 66 plus 9. Alright. My god. <laughs> this has given me old flashbacks of other mod squads where I was like, holy Christ, Wesley. Like, you you built the, or the craziest fighter I would no. never want to go um, against. Because of my A... Elder Scion, I have the electric uh, blue dragon blood. Um, that's actually five extra points of damage for the ele electricity damage. So 27 total points of damage. Ooh, 27 points of damage to the flat-footed, completely unaware monk holding a sword. Yeah, that comes out of nowhere uh, and you just see crackling energy in the shape of a blade just slice down this monk and lets out a yelp and a strained scream as the rest of the monks look and notice that one of you has already ran up on them. The crowd goes wild. 
and it is Meteor Monk's turn. I call him that because he has a meteor hammer. Fair. <laughs> meteor Monk. Poor guy doesn't have a real name. Okay. He doesn't even have a real name. What the fuck is... Come on, man. <laughs> uh, no, that's his name. His name is M- Meaty. Or. Or something. <laughs> uh, his middle name is Or. His last name is something. Alright, so he sees his friend get attacked by an invisible foe and convulse in electricity. And now with an invisible person, uh, you can still attempt to attack them. There's just like a, if you know where they're at, but there's like a mischance, right? 50% mischance? If you think you know where they're at, yes. I'm not sure how you want to justify that, but... Yes. Uh, and what that you could do? There's a perception check DC for that, I think. Yeah, but it's plus twenty. He's at plus twenty to his stealth check. Well, yeah, but I, I didn't actually make a stealth check. Well, you're at least at base twenty. But I mean, he's seeing this happen. He sees the electricity attacking his friend. He could probably guess the square you're in. Yeah, but he doesn't what, know which square in any of? of those five. What is the floor of the arena made out of? It's like a... Like a track? Like dirt track? Yeah, yeah, like track dirt. That's what I figured. So he can probably see my footprints and have a rough idea of where I'm at. Yes. Uh, He takes a five-foot step up to where he believes you to be invisibly attacking his friend. And... All right. Meteor hammers are weird. Let me just look them up real quick again. (laughs) God, this is... This module's gonna be a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) You, you good for remember, you. you chose this. I did this. You did this. Okay. So, in meteor mode, you can use it as a double weapon. In fortress mode, you could use it as a double. You cannot use a double weapon, but you gain plus one shield bonus to AC. Switching between modes is free action. That's pretty cool. He's gonna come up. And just start wailing on this square that he believes you to be in. Um, And so, is that a mischance? The invisibility isn't, but there is um, something about attacking invisible, trying to find any rules on it. I mean, I do also have displacement on, though, so that is a 50% mischance. If a character tries to attack an invisible creature whose location he has pinpointed, he attacks normally, but the invisible creature still benefits from full concealment. 50% mischance. Okay, so what would, uh, would we roll twice? One for displacement and one for that? Um, I'm not sure if they would stack. I think I might have wasted a spell slot there. Mm. They don't, they definitely yeah, don't that's... stack, but you might have to roll twice. I mean, John might have to roll twice. It, well, every attack he makes, he has to roll for. He has to roll the luck. Yeah. Okay, so. He attacks twice uh, with a full attack with his meteor hammer. He's swinging these spike balls on either side, and he's skillfully like flipping them around, and he brings them down onto the spot he believes you to be. That is a 19. Not even close. <laughs> and a... Also, are these melee arranged attacks? Oh, these are melees right next Ma- to me. M- melee. Yeah, and a way 26. Off. Still not very close. But it's 26 because it's a natural 20. So let me try to confirm that. Okay. With a... 
Can you critically hit somebody you can't see? No, I don't think you can. Well, I don't know. Well, if a 26 doesn't hit, he can't confirm anyway. Oh, yeah, so. fair. <laughs> Uh, he misses uh, with both attacks and looks terrified. Yeah, no, just, I look terrified. So he looks confident still. Just so you know, John, right now I have, uh, for melee attacks, I have a AC of 40. Oh, boy. Holy shit. Yep. This is what we're dealing with here, folks. But that nat 20, that nat 20 hits, now you got to roll against the invisibility and then the displacement. Well, there, yeah, there's also a mirror image. Oh, it does It does hit. That's right. Uh, so, okay, 50%. Do, do, do. I don't think mirror image matters if they're invisible. It does, because right. you could I want displace one of your image. I got a 54. Okay, now roll a d4 from your image. Fucking Are you man. sure about that? I mean, it's an invisible illusion? What good is that? Alright. For sure. Why not? Well, because... What? Oh, nope, yep. It says if I'm invisible, the spell has no effect. Should have read that before I cast it. Alright, oh, so he does get one hit on you. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> with a meteor hammer, that is a... That is 13 damage. Okay, so I'll, Not take, bad. I'll take three points of damage. Because stone skin. You sure will. Yep, yep, DR10 adamantine. Yeah, and I'll take ten points off my stone skin. Alright, solid. I mean, un- unless that's an adamantine fucking hammer... So he finds purchase with one of his spike balls on his meteor hammer, which is not adamantine, and it just tinks off of you. Uh, But he's got a little bit of a better idea where you are now. It is Sword Monk, who you hit turn next. He just got shocked the shit out of... You just shocked the shit out of him. And he's going to attempt to hit you with his seven-branch sword, which... It's probably really cool if we looked a picture of, of it. Pop, 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 pop. Okay. Bonuses. Okay. Two attacks. He needs a natural 20 to hit you, so it's dumb. <laughs> but, oh my god, he got one. His other one is not a natural 20, so it doesn't matter to confirm. It can't confirm, because you have a 40. Ooh, if you look up the seven-branch sword, it does look pretty cool. Um, it's basically a sword with little swords coming off of it little daggers like uh, shooting off of the sword it looks like a it looks like a cactus kind of oh yeah I guess we're like catching daggers or something <laughs> or catching other people's weapons it looks like a fucking cactus <laughs> here's a d100 for the mischance that is a 12 so he misses with that and yeah he takes two swipes misses you with both you're invisible Easy peasy. Rakurai is up next. Okay. Um, I was kind of hoping they were going to come towards me, but oh well. Um, I will charge to them, and that will be 60 feet of movement. No problem. Uh, Even without haste, that'd be no problem. Um, And that'll get me right up. Actually, hmm. No, I I don't want to charge the guy with the um, spade. He's all hungover and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> let's just charge the guy in the forefront with the sword who's already taken damage. And along the way, I pull my katana from my belt, but I keep it in the scabbard. I'm not even gonna pull I'm not even gonna unsheath it yet. 
and I'm gonna do a attack with the sword sheathed. Um, you notice that this katana is far too big for a normal-sized person. Oh no. Oh god. So he attacks with this sheathed <laughs> large katana. Um, here's a comp. Still in the sheath. Still in the sheath. So this is this is this That's is technically a combat scabbard. Um, is what I'm attacking with here, and there's the attack roll. That is going to be a three on the die for a 19 to hit. Ooh. Okay. A 19 is not. You're attacking the sword guy. Yes. That's not going to hit. Okay. Well. That's with charging. That's with charging. Your bonus and yes. stuff. All you, you okay. can just check you can in. See, all my buffs are there. Uh, power attack is on. Um, I'm I'm hasted, and I have bless on. Whew. And um, yeah, he just barely gets out of the way as you charge across the entire field, closing the distance. And he's trying to hit this invisible foe and he just barely catches you out of the corner of his eye and is able to dodge at the last second as you come at him with your sheathed katana. That's samurai as fuck. <laughs> and it's Chung Po's turn. Chung Po still laughing at the fact that you called your team the grappled caster. It was a it was a tip of the hat to him, you know. Exactly. He runs around the space that he sees this invisible person in, and up to Ichabod Slane. He could get right up to you with one move, but he's going to provoke from Blue Scale. Oh, okay. He spends some key points for fast movement. That is going to be a twenty-eight to hit. That hits for 12 points of damage. All right, you slice him as he runs by you with incredible speed. Uh, He grunts, but steals himself and gets up to Ichabod slain, Uh, as well as (laughs) Nutmeg, who he barely noticed was even here. (laughs) We got to stop doing that. Come on. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everyone will notice Nutmeg soon enough. He's just got to show himself. He attempts to grapple Ichabod Slain, and that is a, a 33 to grapple. Sure. That'll play. Okay, so he gets you in a grapple, and it's your turn. Uh, this is not how I wanted this to go. Again. All right. Learning from his past mistakes, um, he is going to... Um, I guess I I can't really cast defensively, can I? I'm I'm not a, I'm not really good with casters. Can you cast defensively in a uh, in a grapple? I think you have to cast defensively in a grapple. Yeah, like normally casting defensively is you'll roll uh, to see if you can cast it without provoking, right? Uh, but this you have to roll to cast it all. I think it's kind of like the same thing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. It's a DC 31 concentration check. Okay, 31's not crazy. It's, uh... Okay. 
I just need a 14 or higher to cast. Uh, I'm gonna roll a die. Uh, okay, that's a 30, right? Yeah, that's a 30. Damn it! Oof, so close. Yeah. So you lose the spell. That's fine. Which means it still takes up a spell slot. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. He chuckles a little bit. He looks really excited and happy to be here. Next, we have this monk with the giant polearm who has a opium hangover, five foot steps up and attempts to attack R- Rigamarole. Insulting. Disrespectful. Um, <laughs> Rakurai. Uh, attempts to attack Rakurai with a full attack. Actually, he's going to do a flurry of blows with his monk's spade for four attacks. Here we go. Number one. Uh, 18. Laughable. 21. Still. 26. You gotta come better than that. And, uh, 11. Oh. So he's just on both ends, and you're just skillfully dodging them. Maybe he hits your armor with one of them. Yeah, my touch AC is 20, so, um, sure, he could, he could touch my armor, but it does not penetrate. You see a realization in his face <laughs> that is not pleasant. And it is Nutmeg's turn. I'm starting to feel sorry for these monks as well. Uh, Nutmeg <laughs> takes a five-foot step away from uh, this this uh, action here. Well, and he's got me grappled. While, fucking kill him. While he has you grappled, I take a five-foot step away, and I'm uh, I, off my shoulders. I pull out my glaive goose arm, which is a large uh, slashing weapon with like a hook on the back of the blade. And I'm going to do a full round attack with this sucker on the monk, on uh, our, our buddy Chung Po. Um, so here we go. This is going to be three attacks. First one's a 23 to hit. Hits. Second one's a nine. Got a miss. And then the last one, mm-hmm. the hasted, is 27 to hit. Two hits. Unfortunately, um, I'm little. And uh, my damage is not that great. Let's see. How did that happen? I rolled a one, and then I got a... I rolled a one on the on the D8, and then I got a minus one because of my wee strength. So that totals up to be uh, seven lethal damage and one non-lethal damage. All right, solid. Noted. Unfortunately, that's it for Nutmeg. (laughs) Right on. I told you. I told you the crowd will know him soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the crowd is going wild. Like, this is off to a good start. You you hear people chanting, Grapple Caster! Grapple Caster! A couple people are like, Get him, monkey boys! But they're mostly chanting for you right now. And Blue Scale at the top of the round. Blue Scale is going to spend another point from his Eldritch Pool 
to give himself put himself in a mystical focus for the next two rounds. Uh, no one can see this, but as he does that, his nails grow into claws, and his head elongates a little bit, and he gets big old nasty sharp fangs, and his skin becomes covered in shimmering blue scales. Shit, yeah. And then he opens his jaw much wider than it looked like it ever should have opened, and lightning shoots out of his mouth in a line directly <laughs> in front of him. Yo, oh my god, those guys are fucked. <laughs> um, so it's a DC 17 reflex save, 11 D6, uh, electricity damage plus 11 for being Blue Dragon. Okay, so we got reflex, okay, uh, that's a 26, a 2 uh, 14, okay. and then Opium Addict. He's not addicted. <laughs> no. He can uh, quit he just, whenever he wants. Yeah. Uh, is it 25, actually? It's okay. not bad. So just the guy in the middle fails. So the guy in the middle will take 54 points of lightning damage. Holy shit balls! And 27 to, uh, lightning damage to the other two. Alright, so you line these guys up perfectly. There are three in a row. You get along the side of them invisibly, turn into a fucking monster. But the monk in the center with the seven branch sword goes down. He's like, throws his sword into the air, and like, ah! And is electrocuted as this fucking bolt of electricity comes out of your invisible dragon mouth and he falls to the ground limp this the sword <laughs> sticks into the ground like bending back and forth and the crowd fucking loses it son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and it is meteor monk's turn he is looking increasingly terrified now and he does a full attack right where he saw him. Actually, he's gonna five foot step to the side. Try not to be lined up in a line anymore, and then he's gonna do a full attack on you. Uh, it is a 25 and a 12. He misses both of his attacks uh, with his meteor hammer that he thought was really cool. But the spike balls just thunk into the sand. And Rakurai is up next. Uh, that guy's unconscious, right? He's not dead. Uh, correct. Okay, good. We don't necessarily want to kill these guys. They're just they're just chumps. Yes, I mean, is there any simulation for accidental death? Like, he was up, I was just fighting, and I accidentally did too much damage, and he died. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't quit or anything. I mean, he didn't tap out, so... Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, the only rule is if somebody forfeits, you have to let them live. Right. Yeah, like, I'm not... Don't go out of your way to kill somebody. Right, it's probably frowned upon, but if you just kill someone in heat of combat, it's not going to disqualify you. Okay. Uh, Rakurai. Okay, let's, uh... Let's full round attack this guy. Keeping the katana still in the sheath. Sorry, guy. I know it's kind of insulting, but... That's just how I'm going to do it. So... Chill as fuck. <laughs> the sword's stuck in the hilt. So you said? Oh, it's chill. Oh, yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought you said it's stuck. 
All right, so um, yeah, so this is this is on our uh, poor hungover friend here. Full round attack with the combat scabbard. That's gonna be holy shit, thirty five to hit <laughs> for seventeen damage, and then the next one is a natural twenty, but nineteen. Does nineteen confirm? On this um, it does. Uh, but let me tell you right now, a seventeen damage from your first hit brings him to zero hit points, and he is standing there after your first hit. Mortal Kombat finish him style. Okay, I do not finish him, if I may, which I think I can. I'll take a five-foot step in the middle of this series of attacks. Okay. So, therefore, the second attack will hit Meteor Monk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that'll... Which is a natural 20. Yes, delivering 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, 19... Does not confirm, I believe. Uh, no. Okay. And then the third attack is a natural one. But Which misses. But then... <laughs> thank you. And then the final attack is a hasted attack for 34 to hit. For 11 damage. Yep, and that one will hit. Whew! Alright. So you take down Spade Monk. His name is David. <laughs> and, uh... I mean, well, he's still standing, but he is, like, barely standing. Strong uh, breeze you know. is gonna take him down, alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, then five-foot step and put a couple into the back of Meteor Monk. A meaty. Awesome turn. You got one guy just almost unconscious, waving his head around. There's birds around his head. <laughs> And it is Chung Po's turn. All right. I have a small point of contention. After just reading this, were you using 31 as per the spell level that I used the first time? Yes. Okay. Um, it was a much lower spell level this last time. Oh. And so if I okay. used a level one spell, what was it? What would what would have been the DC? 28. You just take, yeah, you take the three levels from the spell level away. Which I would have passed. Did you? Yeah, you I have a 30. Okay, that was like a whole round ago. Um, yeah, but I wanted to bring it up now, because I think this is going to help me a lot. What was it? Ray of Enfeeblement. Okay. You know what it's going to help is help you to learn the rules. Yeah, so next um, time you'll do it right. Well, John gave the yeah, DC. But, so. <laughs> he gave the DC, oh. which is wrong. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so you're Ray of Enfeeble. What did it do? Sure, you want a you Ray touch attack? Mm hmm. That's a fucking natural 18. That's going to pass for your touch. What's your touch? Is it yeah, higher that's... than a 34? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, that's 1d6 plus 10 strength damage. Alright. No, sorry. Cool. 1d10 plus... Sorry. D10? No, 1d6 plus 2... Uh, 1d6 plus 5. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Oh, that's 1, that's 6. six take 6 strength damage and then try to maintain this grapple. He's trying to con right. you, John. 
He's got it's, six strength it's not damage true. now. Uh, it's essentially a minus three to his shit. He's going to maintain the grapple. Actually, it's a penalty to strength. You can f give me a fortitude save. Give me a fortitude save. Oh, to negate? To have it. All right, that's a 21. Okay, you take half of it. So you still take three, which right, three might help in. me. All right. Maybe barely. He attempts to maintain with a move action. So that's going to be a 41. <laughs> yeah. No, barely. Um, he's going to attempt to pin you. Sure. Uh, that's a natural one. Counts as an attack roll, so it's an automatic miss. Um, just, just confirm that to see if he really fucks himself up. And that's t -t 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 a 37. Yeah, he's good. So it's not a fumble, but he misses his attempt to pin you for sure. Um, and that is his... Actually, he could do that as a swift action, thanks to his feats. So he's going to attempt to stunning fist you right in the butt. Hold on, let me let me add the grappled condition. Does a twenty-four hitch? Oh yeah, I'm sure AC? that. Oh yeah, no, no. sure. All right, so it's gonna deal. I gotta do something cool in this fight, guys. Die in cool ways. 17 damage, and then, um, give me a fortitude save. That was, uh, that's a fail. It's an 11. Okay, at DC 17, you are stunned for one round. Okay, what is stunned? You drop everything you're holding, you can't take actions, and you lose your dexterity bonus to AC, and you take a minus two to AC. Awesome. Um, um, then it's your he's turn. He's going to look at him in the eye, and and he's going to reach over and turn his head towards his buddies and say, I'm going to fuck them too. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, you'll have to be able to move first. <sighs> And uh, party. <laughs> you are stunned for one round, so your turn. I don't think you can do anything. David Spade over here is gonna full attack Rakurai. Is Spade unconscious? Oh no, he's not. Now he's he's, uh, he's disabled at zero hit points. Um, so I don't think he. Yeah, I think if he does anything, he, what he's actually going to do is he's going to take a five-foot step back and surrender. Smart. He's going to he's gonna take a knee. That's smart. And then it is Nutmeg's turn. Okay, well, Nutmeg has reluctantly found himself paired off with Ichabod. Um, so I'm just going <laughs> to stick... Stick with it and uh, do a full round with the glaive goose arm at, at a distance with reach here. Um, okay. I could move 10 feet and be flanking, but uh, Ichabod's not threatening, so that wouldn't be flanking. So I'll just stick where I'm at. Here's the attack. That is going to be a bunch of low numbers 13, 17, 17. 
Uh, miss, miss, miss. All right. The guy is grappling, therefore technically grappled, but oh well. And then I'll take a five-foot step to there. Uh, right there being uh, slightly closer to the center of the arena. Cool, cool, cool. And blue scale at the top of the round. One more opponent next to you. Uh, blue scale, well, I'd say he's going to disappear, but he's already invisible. Um, I, so I'm going to use spell combat. I cast Dimension Door. And I poof to right here. And then I, since I'm doing spell combat, I'm going to take a full suite of attacks. <laughs> awesome. So that's uh, three scimitars, a bite, and a claw. Okay. All right, scimitar number one. And oh. he, uh, so I, I poof across the arena to the uh, to take on Chun Po, who has our our friendly mage pinned to the ground. Um, he is flat-footed to all these attacks. He does not have me pinned, or, and he he I'm still he, threatening. Yeah, he failed to oh, pin him. Let me go right here because now it's flanking. Too. Are, yeah, are you threatening? You <laughs> yeah, of course. When you're, you have I, a weapon I in can hand? Still threaten him with you're stunned, still. aren't you? Oh, he does oh. not have a weapon out though. Yeah, so you're not. But if you moved, threatened. if you moved, uh, oh, I can just go to fifteen here. feet. Yep, yeah, there, yeah. There I popped to there. Now, now he's fucked. And so yeah, he's flat-footed all these. So. First scimitar attack is a 37? 36. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, for 15 points of damage. Alright. Second one is a 27. Yep. For 12 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Third scimitar attack is a 27. Mm-hmm. For ten points of damage. Okay. The bite <laughs> is a seventeen against flat footed. No. Against flat footed? Flat footed and grappled, yes. Cool. That's uh fourteen points in the bite. Mm-hmm. Is he still standing, by the way? I'm not trying to yep. like, kill him. Yes. Okay. He's still standing. And the claw is a natural one, so I miss. Alright. He looks fucked up. He did not see that coming. Literally. I saw you saying literally coming. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> You're not wrong. And then, alright. Meteor Monk. Oh, poor sweet Meteor Monk. I figured you had him handled over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He looks at you and he's like bleeding from his mouth and he's just like, ah, oh, son, I need full attacks. Okay, that's a 28. No, sir. And a 25. Wait, I might crit on a 19. Let me make sure. I mean, not that it really matters. <laughs> uh, 19 to 20. Okay, so confirm a crit. Uh, with a 24, doesn't confirm. Correct. But it hits. But it hits uh, for a 1d8 plus 5. Uh, it deals 7 damage. Oh. It just, that that big old meteor hammer just hits me right in the skin, which is made of stone, and delivers no damage. 
Yeah, he's like, I got a hit, and it's just <laughs> scrapes. There's sparks. He's like, oh shit. Oh man. And it's your turn. He, as he, a tear comes to his eye. <laughs> All right. Mercifully, I keep the katana sheathed as I five foot step up to him and begin another full round attack with the combat scabbard. Um, should I put him unconscious at any point, I will stop the attack. But here we go. Okay. That's going to be a 21, a 27, a 24, and a 19. All right. So you hit him once with the 21 for 11 damage. And, like, he immediately falls to a knee and puts his hands up. And I do that cool thing that they do in the movies where the second attack comes in and is ready to hit him, but then I stop it just an inch from him. And he's like... <laughs> I restrain myself, and uh, and that's it. That stops inches from his face as he, like, breathes out heavily and falls backwards on his back. And it is Chung Po's turn, who, with one hit point remaining... Let's go of his grapple and steps back, takes a knee. It's like, you, you have bested us. Have mercy. And it is the mad monk Ichabod Slane's turn. Uh oh. Easy, Ichabod. Easy. Oh. Such a good battle. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity, monk. I will see you again. Despite your constant threats of sexual abuse, <laughs> you fight with honor. <laughs> but you are now not part of this contest anymore. And I know where you sleep. Step away from it, bud. It's very unsettling. <laughs> the crowd goes wild as the monks all are either unconscious or taking a knee. Sifu Jonuo addresses the crowd. The winners of the opening match of the Ruby Phoenix Tournament are the Grappled Caster. Singular? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Grappled Caster. <laughs> And uh, the crowd goes wild. You see the kitty litter is losing their shit, throwing confetti. Even the other teams, some of them are cheering. Blue Scale will drop all of his spells at this point. He's just like thumping his chest and shouting out to the crowd. <laughs> yes, and after a moment, uh, a group of monks comes out and starts stretching out the unconscious monks. And a group of monks uh, walks the rest of them out and, and comes to collect you guys to walk out of the fighting stage. Rakurai puts his uh, sheathed sword back into his belt, never having unsheathed the blade. Yeah, love that. You see, as soon as you leave the arena, 12 monks come in and start moving, uh, smoothing out the sand, and they start putting up little pedestals everywhere and setting up little objects all over the arena as you're walking out. It looks like they're setting up for some sort of... Uh, American Gladiators. 
American Gladiator situation uh, in between matches. Um, maybe as you come out, maybe uh, Rakurai's family like runs around the outside and is there to meet you. And they're like, oh, you did so well. You fought so well. He waves to them. You leave the arena. The monks are setting something up. You're getting your praises by your family and stuff. And you're approached by that nasty looking Oni. A big yellow bulging eyed Oni. And he approaches you. He says, The grappling caster. The emissary is impressed with your skills. Please take this as a token of his admiration. And he holds out his yellow clawed hand and there's a smooth stone. It looks like he pulled it from a river or something. This will bring you luck. Rakurai reaches out his orange furred hand and takes it from the yellow demonic hand. Rakurai is immediately engulfed in flames. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, you take it. And he nods. Walvase, Abadarin, clerics, and monks are setting up for the next fight. The emissary would like to invite you to participate in an exhibition match for further glory and honor. I accept your challenge. If you'll follow me. The Oni leads you away from the arena to a much smaller fighting ring uh, a short distance from the main pavilion. He says, your opponent will arrive shortly. And he walks to the center of this fighting ring where there is a large burlap sack that looks like it's stained, dark stains all over it. He picks the sack up and he begins, he opens the top of it and he begins whispering into the sack. You can't tell what he's saying. Sack whisperer. Yeah, he sack whispers. Wait, Ichabod, I thought you were the sack whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> and after a moment, he pulls the sack away from his face, and he looks at you, and then he walks to the side of the ring, and you hear a loud thump, like heavy, heavy footsteps. Go-go, <laughs> And out of this tent across the ring, the, the front of the tent is just lifted up and ripped aside as this massive, terrifying, headless being with two massive axes enters the ring. He has no head. He's a large creature. He's easily 10 feet tall still. And upon his chest is this empty, blue, burning eyes and mouth. This massive creature, headless creature, with a face on his chest and two massive axes. 
enters the ring as the crowd goes silent. And that is where we're going to leave it off for this week. He looks pretty rad. He looks like a demonic, um, muscular Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Did this happen pretty much like immediately after the previous fight? Yes. Okay, so any of our 10 minute per level spells and our hour per level spells are still on? Yes. Make note of those and how long they have left if you can. I mean, that whole thing lasted 18 seconds last time.
Yeah. So it's probably fine. <laughs> we might have gone a little overboard on the uh, spells. <laughs> yeah, those poor fucking monks, bro. Good sesh, though. That was mm. fun. Good intro to these Not characters. Yet. Now I know what you're capable of. You're fucked. That's not true. <laughs> not as fucked as those monks are. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think you know what we're capable of. I haven't even unsheathed a weapon yet. You haven't <laughs> let me cast a single fucking spell. I tried really hard to not let you cast spells. <laughs> I was gonna fuck him royally. Uh, imagine how much quicker that would have been if he had a sorcerer. 